this is your first time here, my name is Jeff, and I am so glad that you came today. You passed a lot of great churches to get here, so thank you for pulling into the parking lot of Living Water. I'm excited to introduce to you uh, someone that I now consider a friend. Uh, our, our spirits were kindred in that we both, we just want to see people get saved. <clears throat> Let me tell you. Let me tell you quickly, you know, you can sit with someone for five minutes and know if they're the real deal, huh? Yeah, yeah, when, when your spirit bears witness, you, you follow me, when you can hear the passion in their voice and they can, in just casual conversation, cast their vision, um, and what, what Pastor Miguel doesn't <clears throat> realize you do, he doesn't, uh, I'll remind you and inform him that 20 years ago in the basement of Miss Kim and I's home, uh, I stood before a bunch of 20-somethings and some old folks like me and said, I don't know what this means, but God has spoke to me and said he will give us the nations if we will serve the nations. And I didn't even know what that meant. People would come up to me and say, what do you mean by that? Are you guys, are you moving away? My children even thought we were moving away. And I'm like, no, we're, we're still in Beaver Creek, but uh, God has given us a vision for the world. Here's what I believe. I believe that it is our responsibility, the church, to reach those who are marginalized, who are the least of these. And... I love to minister to folks that need Jesus, that have nothing to offer in return. You know, we've, we've got this, um, we've got this plague, if you will, in the church of Jesus Christ in the United States of the mindset of what can you do for me? And... Living Water progressively moves forward asking the question, what can we do for you? It's why we've said for I don't know how many years, a couple decades, that we will do anything short of sin to reach people that are far from Jesus, even if it means doing things no one else has done. We are willing to take a risk, amen? So I, when I met Pastor Miguel... Uh, Danny Morgan introduced me to Pastor Miguel, and uh, Miss Kim and I have, we just can't stop talking about it. We're excited. And so we wanted to introduce you to Pastor Miguel and his wife and the work that is going on uh, in the uh, booming metropolis of Honduras or the jungle. So would you please welcome Miguel, please. Pastor, would you come? Thank you, brother. Amen, Amen the Lord. All right. God bless you, man. Glad you're here. Ma'am. There you go, brother. May God bless you this morning. It is a tremendous joy to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. 
for allow us to for us to be here. So your pulpit. And I can so I can greet you. And then in the name of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. I love the, so the, the name that you have. That we are drinking water. We're living water. We're, we're moving. The water never has to stop. That in the living water and the living day that we're living, daily day, we have to drink that water, the flowing water. Every day. Every moment. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the Lord, He had to be in our life. And we can feel His presence. Because our God is a, is a life God. Our, 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 our God is not dead. He is alive. How many of you feel that Jesus is alive? He is alive and alive. Thank you to God. Because he allows us one more day to be in his presence. Many people in this moment, they're not here. They're sick, are dead, but we have a life. And we are celebrating today that we have a life. And, and a life because Jesus Christ is in the heart. Uh, I'm so glad to see one of the Morgan family here. <laughs> I just want to share a little bit with you a few verses of the Bible. Psalm 90. Maybe you can open up your Bible or see in the screen Psalm 90. Dice la palabra del Señor. The word, ¿en qué versículo? En el versículo 1. Um, verse 1. She need more light here. Dios nuestro. Our God. Tú siempre. You always. Has sido. Has been. Nuestra casa. Our house. Desde siempre. Always. Y hasta siempre. And forever. Before that you, that you create the mountain, the earth, and the whole world, you have been our God. You mark the end of our living. When you ordain us to the dust to, for you a thousand years it goes quickly it's like one day of last or yesterday who, who marks our different in our life who is marking that different in our own life who is the most important in our life the Bible, the Bible says, but for him, a thousand years is like yesterday that passed by. For, for him, a thousand years, one day. We have to remember in this year, 2020, 
que nuestra vida that our life es corta es short es frágil es frágil necesitamos depender we need de to Dios. depend of God all the time beber del agua you have, you have to drink the water cristalina the crystal water that God gave to us that Jesus provides for us every single day of our life our life is so short we're here today tomorrow we might not be here oh, who, is, who is the person who is with us our God our Redeemer is the man who is, be, he is in our side our God our Jesus is with us Jesus Christ He's alive. And I like, can you feel it? Can you know it? Do you know that Jesus is alive? Can you feel his presence in his house? Can you feel Jesus is alive, man? That's why we're here. That's why you come here to the church. That's why we're serving in the many ministries. That's why God sent us. Go to the whole nation. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to all creatures. So to all everybody that believe, they believe in him, it will not be wasted, it will be not lost. But have everlasting life, everlasting life in Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. That's our Jesus that is with us. He is alive. And when Jesus is alive in our life, He always worries about us. He always takes care of us. He's looking at us all the time. Who's marking your life? Who's marking your life? Who's the most important in your life? Who's the priority in your life? There's so many things that are around our life. But Jesus must be the priority in our life. Now, Psalm 90, verse 12. Oh, he said, teach me. Teach me to think. How do I live? Because our mind, para que mente, so to our mind, se llene it will be filled of knowledge, wisdom. Teach us cómo how to think, how to walk, how to live. Because the, our daily day is so short. Because our time is so short. Because we don't know what will happen next day. God, our God, He is our God, man. So who determines your relationship with Him? God is going to be with us if we allow Him to. Let's drink from the water. From the water of the Holy Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that He's with us. If God is with us, 
Who can be against that? Nobody can be against that. Nobody can be against that, my brother. Nobody. The Bible says, Roman, the devil has come only to, to kill us, to destroy our family. But I have come, the Lord said, so you can have an everlasting life. So, so you can have an everlasting life in Jesus Christ. Abundant life. It is abundant. A lot of life in Christ. In Jesus. That's a life. That's the, the life that God promised to give to us. God is so good. There is, in this scripture, there's 26 times that God declares that God is so good. It's so good. And every time, and every time you, you can read it, you can read it in Psalm, in Psalm where the word God says and speak of what he had done in our life. My dear brothers, what can we do? What else can we do? What else can we do and think this morning? Only to tell Jesus, help us, give us wisdom, so we can look the best way, the only way, so we can keep us in the way, in the right way, in the, 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 the right way of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God wants from us. We love you very much. It's the first time we're here with you. But you are my family. Because in Jesus Christ, we're one big family. And that is the family of God. Go, go to the whole world and preach and teach. And teach him. Baptize him. Looking for the people. Yeah, yesterday we were going to visit some friend. There where there's a jail, penitentiary right there in jail. And I was looking the whole place light out. Very secure place. But inside of that jail, there's a lot of people who need that they need Jesus. I feel so heartbroken when she see that. Because we need to look. We have to be, be closer to all the people that need Jesus. So we can talk about Jesus to them. That's our mission. That's our work. Maybe God one day they gave us the opportunity to go to the jail. In Honduras, I, she go to the jail. I love to go and serve the people food there. I love to go to the hospital. I like to go and pray for people. The first time I went to jail, bunch of men, I was a little scared. But from then on, I believe in God. That God, that God, He was is going to be with us. And when we do that kind of work, He is with, very happy with us. That God will continue to help us. 
Señor nos enseña that God will teach us que Él that he is a, a priority, number one in our life, whatever we do in our life. May God bless you guys. Thank you so much, Pastor, for giving this space. And you, my dear brother in Christ, may God bless you and teach us to do the best. Thank you very much. Vaya, yo sigo un poquito aquí. I like the, the message that you have here today. The least of these. You know, I know pastor going to preach a little bit. But whatever you do to the least of these, you have done it for me. In Honduras, we go to the least of this. We like to go and plant churches way at the end of the mountain. There's, that, that, that there's no hope. There's no light. There's no water. We go to the village of, um, we go to the village of uh, uh, Maderos, for example, in Comayagua. And we go, and there's 35 years ago. People had no water there in that village. So we show up and we say, hey, guys, what do you want? Do you, what is the best that they need of your, or, or your village? Oh, yeah, we need the church. He said, we need a building for the church. And we know they've been without water for 35 years. But I said, but you need water. No, 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 no. But we need the building where the church can meet. He said. Water, God can provide it later. So, Sister Darlene worship, uh, the bishop from Solar Rock Church, she said, well, she was not there, you know, but she said, well, if the people want the building and the people want the water, they both can have it. So she sent $40,000, $10,000 for the building, you know, and $10,000 for the electricity and $10,000 for the water. You see, we see what happened there. The people were wanted The first priority is the building. The building, you know, every time we, we have a building project, as soon as we finish, the church pack, overflow. In America, we make a big building, the church is empty. Well, what's wrong? What's the problem there, you know? Priority for the people on Honduras, the priority is Jesus Christ. It's the building so they can meet people, so they can go and go to church. And the church is growing up. Now we have probably 3,000 members of all the churches in, in, around Honduras. Little churches all in the mountain. Little churches. Every time we have a big uh, celebration of our, our anniversary, we got 1,000, 2,000 people showing up. Just to hear one message. And they travel three, four hours to be there in one place. In America, it's so cold. No, we don't go to church. It's so cold. It's snowing. It's raining. It's too hot. We always put excuses not to come to church. So that's what Sister Nisa was saying, you know. The priority in our, in our, in our, in our nation is that Jesus will come soon. We want Jesus to come soon. So what, that's what we do. What we do in Honduras, we take the gospel to the end of the world so Jesus will come. 
And, and I thank you guys to help our mission on the earth. Brother Morgan came in, you know, he helped us in a lot of churches there on the earth. Because he wants the, the kingdom got to come. Amen. You know, war coming on to America, to, to the whole world. Big problem in, 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 in the Middle East right now. It's, it's coming. Jesus is coming. We cannot avoid that. He's coming very soon, my friend. So we must, we, we must be ready. Yeah. And I think we need to read this, this paper here, you know, the Bible. Whatever you do to the least of this, you have done it to me. And whatever you have not done it to any of these, you have done it to me too. Because Jesus will come and say, what do you do for me? Do you went to the hospital? Do you went to the court? Do you went to the, to the jail? Do you went to visit the poor people? No, I didn't. Okay, you have not done it to me neither. Get away. Whoa, get away. But I was in church. I don't care. Do you did this? You know, in Honduras, we, we, we start with 19 years we've been working in Honduras. Um, we have built probably 65 to 75 churches all over. But our work are not in. We need to keep pressing and pressing. Because where people with no hope, we bring hope. We went in the village of uh, Palo Blanco, one of the village pastors, Lalito, one of the short guys that was in the video there. He walked five hours to visit churches. Walk. He walked and he said, and I said, Pastor, we're coming down and Highway 92. And I wait for you and the crossing place. So he's there. He walked three, four hours to meet me there. And then we go out two hours on the track to visit other people. And one day Americans come to me and say, Brother Miguel, I want to give them a motorcycle to him. I no, 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 no motorcycle. You kill him. He's a 64 year old man. No, you, you, I said, but you better give him a horse, I said. <laughs> and he said, no, no, no horse. The horse too wild. He said, I, he said, what about a mule? Okay, mule is more, more, more steady, fast animal, you know. Horses too proud. But he chose a mule because the mule have a little leg and he can go to the mountain wherever he want to go. Is that funny? That when Jesus Christ comes to Jerusalem, you know, a crowd of people were coming to him, you know, and everybody was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. What did he pick? He picked a donkey. King James Version said he picked a donkey, a burro, an ass. Right? King James Version. So Jesus Christ, he picked out a little eyes. Ah, come on. He picked it up and then he coming uh, around. He was walking in. Everybody was shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and, and the little burro, donkey, nah, he's going, whoa. I never thought people liked me so much. <laughs> I never thought I was so popular. Hello. You see, the little donkey, he was wrong. All the glory, all the presence was for Jesus. He was riding. Then when Jesus get off of that, he said, tie him back. I don't need him anymore. Then the little ass, oh, what's happening? I thought they liked me. Wrong. You can do many things for the kingdom, but remember who you are. You're only an instrument. 
you only the intimate of God to bless people's life. I don't like horses because the horse is full of power. Strong. I can do it all. American type. I can do it all. Yeah, we can do it. No problem. But let's remember who we are. We are servant of the mighty God. And that way we have to be example. We have to be, you know, and the word as also means ambassador serving the Savior. That's what you are, you know. I am ambassador of serving the Savior. Wherever I go, I am an ass for Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Who are you? <laughs> Who are you, guys? Are you an ass for Jesus? Or are you a horse for the devil? Ooh. No, no, no. I would like to be a little humble, little ass. Serving Jesus, wherever I go, you know. My friend, in Win of Mercy, you have a great opportunity to come down and bless our people on the earth. Our pastors, with his family is coming in June, I believe, June, and I would take him for a three-day uh, tour to the whole area that I'm talking to you. So he can see, you know, what we're doing for the people. And uh, soon, I, I, all of our pastors come from three, four hours away, from, and we come every, every, every month, once a day, one day, everybody come together. We eat together. We pray together. We bless together. We dance together. And then after we die, we have a great meal together. And then we send them back to the, the village already energized. And I would like to schedule that meeting with our pastors there. And I would like you to talk to our pastor, you know. Teach them to, to be a conquer more and more. To be humble for Jesus Christ. Because that's the only way you're going to make it. That's the only way, my friend. So, you know, uh, we know mercy is open for this church here to go there and make disciples. We're making disciples. Uh, 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 this, this year, next year, we, 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 you see, we are losing a, a big generation of young people in America and Honduras. So in Honduras right now, we are, we are, we are uh, specialized in helping the pastor with the young people. We get together young people every year, uh, all, all through the year, three times a year. We met together with all the, all the young people, four to five hundred young people, crying to God. And the, and the 17th of this month, we're going to have a, a, a youth camp. There are four hundred young people there crying to God to see what God has for them. Well, God has a tremendous blessing for everybody. So, bring, so we believe if we can invest our life in the youth and our children, the next two generations will be strong before Jesus Christ comes. But forget, Jesus can come any day, any day. But while he comes, that's our job, to prepare them for the mission, to prepare them to be strong because, you know, the world is coming to the end. I heard that many years ago. But for a thousand years, for God, it's one day. So what can we do? You hear the scripture reading, you know, if you got the paper here, you know, the paper say, hey, who? Hey, the paper say, whatever you have done to the least of this, you have done it to me. So what you have done? What you have done in the mission field? What can you do in the mission field? God have a tremendous blessing for our, for, for our life. 
But God only wants us to be obedient. And that is one of the big problems that we have. We're not obedient. We're disobedient. One day the prophet Elijah got an order from God. And I'm finished with this. Got an order from God. He said, hey, hey you go to Sephirai and I have a widow lady that will feed you. No, don't worry. Go there. I will take care of you. So the, the prophet was already walking down. He saw that woman. He said, hey, woman, can I have a glass of water? And the woman said, yes, I do it. As she was walking, he said, hey, remember also, bring me a little bread. I said, a little, bring me a little tortilla. <laughs> and she said, oh, God knows that I had my last dough. I got the last flower pot there and the little oil that I will make the last tortilla for me and my son and then we'll die. Watch out what you said where you were. Don't bring condemnation to your, to your generation. She was killing her son. We're going to eat the last bite and we'll die. Hello, no, no, no. Believe in God, you will not die. You will arrive. And the prophet said, you go and do, I say, and you see the hand of God. That woman was so obedient, and she come in, make that little thing, she baked in the, in the stove there, and brought it to, the, to him. That act of obedience brought her a life for her son and her. So what we need to do? We need to be obedient to God, whatever he's telling us to do. Listen, there is a man have a vision here. Take it off. Bring it down. Fill the house. Bring the water. When we are disobedient, my friend, God will knock us off. I was in jail in Nicaragua many years ago, 40 years ago probably. I was 18 years old when that happened. It was in the revolution, Sandinista, communists come to our country, man. Destroy our freedom. You know, freedom is something that you don't value. But freedom is something that has more value than anything else in the world. You have the freedom to go to church. You got the freedom to choose whatever you're going to eat. You have the freedom of everything. Communists came to our country, took our freedom away. Killed 35,000 pastors all over because we don't want to surrender to, to them. They said, Brother Miguel, you can do whatever you want, but you have to serve us. You have to teach us, teach our, our people 50% of the gospel and 50% communist doctrine. We said, No way, Jose. We're not going to preach half and half, or we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ, or we don't preach anything. You kill us here if you want to. And that's why 35,000 pastors die. So many thousand uh, uh, boys that my age die. But then, Jesus come to my life and said, Miguel, I want you to be my spokesman. I want you to be my feet. My, so wherever I go, I am the spokesman of God. We got to be like that all the time. Be obedient to God. I said, God, if you're going to use my life, 
Get me out of this place. If not, I'm going to die here too. Commitment. A lot of young people today have no, 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 no direction where to go. I was an 18-year-old. I had a direction. I had a 3M in my life that I have in my mind. A 3M in my life. Number one, what is your master? Who is your master? My master was Jesus before I go to the jail. I was in jail. I still, my master was Jesus. Then M number two. I see young people here. You know, beautiful young people here. M number two. What are you going to do with your life? What is your mission? What is your purpose? Everybody has a purpose in life. You're not an accident of life. God brought you for a purpose. You, you have a purpose in the life. You too. You too. You have a purpose. You have to be somebody to help the people. You're not an accident of life. Nobody is an accident of life. God brought you to this world because he wants to have you to have a second M ready. Mission. Mate. Mission. Your, ma- your master. Your mission. And the last one is your mate. I came to America and I didn't know nothing about English. I came to America about 30 years ago, 35 years ago. I had no English, nothing at all. I came to learn English in, in, in Dayton, Sinclair Community College. I came in and I started studying there and the teachers said, get out, you cannot learn English. You get out, get out. Okay. So I started learning my own way, you know. I started, where is McDonald? <laughs> where is this? Where is that? And I started learning and learning and learning. But then I've graduated, finished it out. I go to uh, Bible College in Florida. And, and I said, God, I'm looking for my third M. Well, you have not finished your preparation. Keep it up. Finish college. I, I, one year I, I get up, uh, I raise my money to go back to Costa Rica because I thought Costa Rica was my country to serve. I have my family there. I have my girlfriend there. I got a church there waiting for me, or 300, uh, 300 members. I got everything. I, I was happy to go and serve Jesus in the comfortable place. But God don't want you to be in the comfortable place. God wants you to go to the danger place. Wow. I said, God, I'm not going to Honduras. And God said, no, you go to Honduras. I said, no, God, I'm going to Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. I had that set in my mind, you know. I, I was a hard-headed person. <laughs> How many hard-headed persons do we have here today? Whoa, yeah, Lord Jesus. Mercy. <laughs> Man, so I was a hard-headed person. I said, no, I'm going to Costa Rica. Boom, I went to Costa Rica, and God break my life there. Yeah. And I, that's what I say. Only when you're broken and when God can use you. So let it be broken before the Lord. It's beautiful to be broken in the presence of God. Because when you're broken, He takes you back, He builds you in, I make you to His own image. Brokenness is a good thing. Don't run from, look for. When you're broken, God can rest. He can instruct you the way He wants you to be. Like him. When I was broken, I called God, God, okay, I'm ready to serve you, Lord Jesus. Go to Honduras. I went to Honduras, man. But before I went to Honduras, I went to New York, get more money, work another month. And I went to the, a nice glass uh, wedding places where they sell uh, wedding clothes and stuff like that. Um, I saw a wedding dress. I said, wow, I like that wedding dress. I go buy it. I get that wedding dress. 
number 555. I was so specific, you know. I wanted that, okay, and I wanted the wedding cake and everything, and I said, God will provide me my woman. <laughs> so I can have my 3M in my life. Remember, guys, 3M, master, mission, mate. So I took the wedding cake and went to Florida. I said, guys, I'm leaving tomorrow, and, and, and I got my wedding dress. I said, people, you crazy? Why you buy the, a wedding dress on the top cake? Why you do that? Because I believe my God is going to provide me a woman. So I went in, went to Honduras. Man, to the mountain Honduras. I said, God, did I ever going to find somebody in that mountain? And that little girl, my little wife there, Nilsa, she was there. She was five petite. I saw the dress. I look at her. I said, whoa, whoa, that's it. That's it, that's it, Lord, that's it, Lord. I'm getting closer and closer. And then, uh, and she was, she was, uh, she worked at the pharmacy and the clinic, and she, I was a bookkeeper guy. And then she come every every Friday. She brought the money that she collected. Uh, she counted, count the money, count it one more time. So one more time, I want to make sure, you know. And she counted three times. When she put it three times, I touched her finger. Oh, that's good. She don't touch me, Sam. Woo! I like the hard woman, I think. <laughs> I like the hard woman. A woman, a man, you need to be hard on yourself. Take care of yourself. Nobody can mess with your body. Because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Nisa, she was a temple of the Spirit. She's still the temple of mine now. <laughs> My man, I said this, and I stood after her, after her every week for a year. Then, boom, we married. First wedding. In that mountain on earth. And I was complete. That's been 31 years. 31 years that I married that woman. She married me. Amen. A lot of things God has done to our ministry on earth. More than 60 churches built. Children prowling all around. Do you know that for $350 you can feed 55 kids for a month? Do you know that with $35 you can send a child to school for a month? No. You go to a dinner for three guys. You go to Olive Garden. You spend $75, $80, $150. Easy. You don't feel it. But when you send $350 at 55 kids in every village fill every bed. Three times a, 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 a week, you bring the kid to the church. Teach them to where Jesus Christ, and then you feed them. So we say, this generation for Christ. That's the way we do it. Say, so my friend, thank you for the time. Um, I would like to keep going more and more, but you know, no time. But I say time is coming soon. Jesus is coming for his church. Let me finish my story just a little bit. When I was in jail, seven-day torture. Seven-day bayonet in my arm. They put me naked in the, uh, among all the people there. They put me in a big barrel of human waste. In the middle, and the, the end of the clique. And they said, Miguel, if you do not deny Jesus, 
You're going to die here. I said, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die because I will not say no to Jesus. I will not deny my faith. I will not deny my Lord. So you can kill me here. So I went down to the uh, big human wastewater, a big barrel, 55 gallon, 55 gallon of uh, waste, human waste. So I went down, and those guys get so mad at me. Say, you're stupid. You're stupid. And they start cussing me in the world. Whatever they said to me, I said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. I want ready to die. I'm ready to die. Kill me now. I was fed up. Kill me. But I'm not going to deny Jesus. They keep my butt. They keep my, my body. They keep my, my, they break my tree rib. They break everything. So angry. I was hurting. But I cried to God. God, you know me. I want to serve you. If it's my time, I'm ready to die. The next morning, the commander came. You and Miguel Pinel? Yeah. You can go. But he said, do not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you do it, we kill you. That's fine. Let's make a commitment. <laughs> All right, I was ready to die a, a day ago, you know. Well, I went to Costa Rica, start preaching the word of God, and come back to Nicaragua again to preach the gospel. When I was preaching the gospel, they prepared a sniper. I got, I got a big scar right here in my leg. And the sniper goes, I stopped my car, get my last thing, and I heard two shots. One shot. Go right here in my, in my leg. A big hole. I said, oh, oh, this is for me then. Okay. <laughs> I get out in a Ford Mavity car. Boom, I put inside. I said, bye-bye. <laughs> I went to 120 miles an hour in the, in the big city of Managua. Running for my life. Because I don't want to die in their hand. I want to die in the hand of God. I want to die with my family. But not with the Sandinista communists. My story, my story is a long story. But that's not the most important. The most important is what I saw when I feel when I was in the hospital. They got me there. And my, the, the, the doctor said, we got to operate his leg. His leg. We're going to take it all because gangrene already is running through. Take it all so he can save his life. My mother said, no, you don't want to cut his leg. If my boy is going to die, let it die like it is. The whole body and everything. But do not cut. Operate. Mama was a prayer woman. She fast and pray, and they all did the operation. I was saved, and then as soon as the operation was over, four policemen come in, secure the guys. Oh, you make up you run from us? Let's go to jail. Doctor said, no, he cannot go. We just save his life for his leg. Don't take it. No, now. Wait three days. Three days. The second day, the third day, those coming were sleeping. You know, uh, at three o'clock in the morning, they went to sleep. At three o'clock, I called my parents. Hey, Dad, come pick me up. <laughs> they're, they're sleeping. Something happened to them, you know. They were profound sleeping. I get out, went to Costa Rica again. That's my second country. But God had a plan. Then from Costa Rica, I came to Dayton, Ohio, 
uh, a big church they call uh, Tam Boulevard Church of God. I, I, I finish, I start my study there. People come and sponsor me to go to school and everything. And after 31 years, my life has been all over. Being in China, being in, in, in many countries. But we love Honduras and Central American country. And we brought salvation to my thousand brother. All the glory to him. But I tell my story so you can relate that Romans 8.35 says, Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Shy tribulation, peril, sore, nakedness, hunger, anything, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. The only one that can separate you from the love of Christ is yourself. Pastor.